0: Evening, family. This is your pastor, Pastor James Doggett Jr., and I'm excited to be here with you on this Wednesday evening. Y'all, we have reached the midway point of another week. God has been good enough to sustain you up until this point. And I'm curious to know if you're tuning in right now and you want to give God praise. If you're excited, to be in the virtual sanctuary and worshiping here with QR2 Prophecy Edition. Go ahead and press that heart button. Why don't we just say amen where you are? I dare you to say hallelujah. Let's position ourselves to give God praise and to not just lift up the name of Jesus, but let's also position ourselves to receive of God tonight. I hope that you're doing well. I hope that you're safe, that you're healthy. We're praying with you and for you. And tonight, God is going to do something great. Are y'all ready for this experience? If you're ready, then let's go ahead and dive right into our worship. Before we move forward, I want to make sure that you press that share button. Share this stream with those with whom you are in connection. Make sure that as a digital disciple, you are being Uh, responsible with the opportunity God has afforded you to merely press that share. Become a sharer. If you press the share button, then I dare you to put in the comment section, sharer. That means that you are a sharer of this worship experience, and we are so appreciative of all of you who are sharing this stream. Again, press that share button and we appreciate you for coming through. We got some folk from California. We got some people from from North Carolina. I saw some folk all the way from Alabama. I got some people here in Florida. I got some folk up in New York. Praise God for all of you who have tuned in to worship with us tonight. Again, I believe wholeheartedly I have a spirit of expectation and anticipation because God is going to do something great tonight. But look, I didn't come here by myself as I normally do. I try to bring somebody along with me. I got a co-host y'all. This is a woman of God who was born and raised in Lincoln, Nebraska. She's now pastoring the first SDA church in Springfield, Tennessee. And I'm curious to know is Pastor Tina Carriger in the virtual building? Are you here?
1: I'm here. I am in the building and I'm ready. Listen, I did not have lunch, so I'm ready to eat.
0: Come on. Come on. You're <laughs> hungry. You're ready. I love it. Yeah. I love it. How are you doing? How's how are things going in your neck of the woods?
1: They're going very, very, very good. One of the biggest uh, concerns that I had as a female pastor was whether, because this is my first uh, solo assignment. I went from being an associate yes. at Oakwood University Church uh, now to being a pastor on my own. And I was concerned how it's going to be received. But let me tell y'all, The first Seventh-day Adventist church is all right with me.
0: (laughs) Hey, I I see you representing your church. I know your people are so proud to have you as their pastor. And I know that they have great things in store for them because you have the anointing of God on your life. And I'm so grateful that you decided to come and join me as the co-host for this evening. Go ahead and welcome the people if you don't mind.
1: Listen, y'all, I just want to welcome you to the Quarantine Mm -hmm. Revival Part 2 Prophecy Edition. Let me tell you all something. God has been moving and he's going to continue to move. Listen, Mm -hmm. the Lord has not left us to just Mm -hmm. wander aimlessly with no direction. We have Mm -hmm. a word from the Lord. And so if you came with anticipation, you came to the right place.
0: Amen. And again, we appreciate all of you for tuning in. Make sure that you press that share button so that we can get the word out there that we are having a good time here at the QR2 Prophecy Edition, the Quarantine Revival. Now, Pastor Carriger, you actually reached out and you were a participant in the first three weeks, the first Quarantine Moving Forward revival that we held. And I appreciated you so much for reaching out because you were mentioning how big of a blessing that first three weeks was all of those preachers were coming through and they were wielding the sword of the Lord. And they were giving us that power packed message of God every single night. Do you mind just telling the people about your experience in the first three weeks in our QR uh, moving forward edition?
1: Yes. Let me tell you guys something. So at the time that the QR revival, the first one took place, uh, I mean, there were so many things that had gotten canceled. You know, camp meeting had gotten canceled. Yeah. The called convention had gotten canceled. And we were just kind of trying to figure out how do we navigate in this new a world of everything being exclusively online. And then, boom, there pops up Pastor JD <laughs> with the quarantine revival. And so, not only was it a blessing because he kind of set a template for many of us to be inspired uh, by, but also as a pastor, I mean, we are just pouring into people on a regular basis, pouring and pouring and pouring. And so during those three weeks, we were also being filled. So when I wasn't doing things for my own church, I would log off and then tune into the Quarantine Revival because man, that lineup was serious. Oh
0: my goodness. (laughs) It was serious, man. The fire of God fell every single night without fail. And I appreciate all of those pastors. We have some of them who have joined us in the second edition, but every pastor who preached in the first quarantine moving forward revival. We want to celebrate you. Let's go ahead and clap for those pastors. If you're blessed by them, press those heart buttons, press that like button, let the people of God know that you are a participant in the first revival. And I'm glad that you're with us during this revival. Now, listen, we want to make sure that we are, as we're moving forward, being extremely transparent with all of you, as you are sowing your seeds into this fertile ground, you decided that you wanted to partner with us. And many of you have been sending in your financial seed to help those who are struggling. And I want to report Pastor Kerriger, tonight that we have thus far blessed six families with about $5,000 and we're not even halfway through our revival yet. So we celebrate you. You guys are awesome. Yes, you all are awesome. (laughs) Yesterday we put out the word that there was a family that we heard of who just suffered a fire. They lost everything in their home. And I want to report to you that when we ask for you to partner with us, please sow your seed. You all did such an amazing job in showing up and showing out that we were able to bless that family with $1,000 yesterday. We were able to send it directly to them to help them in this transition period. Mm -hmm. And again, we just want to say thank you. Thank you. And thank you, you guys. Are awesome, and we want to just go ahead and take a quick moment right here, and we want to ask if you will to please continue to partner with us. Again, we're not we're not even halfway there yet, but I know there are many more families who are struggling and need financial assistance, and we want you to continue to know that we here at the revival, the quarantine moving, the quarantine prophecy edition. yeah, yeah, are going to take good care of your financial seed. And we're going to make sure that those who need it will receive it. So if you don't mind, Pastor Tina, can yes. you let the people of God know where it is that they can give, how they can sow their seeds?
1: Let me tell you something. In the words of uh, uh, Dr. Carlton P. Bird, uh, uh, uh the gospel is free, uh-huh. but ministry requires money. And so I yeah. want to encourage you to uh cash app the qr revival at ta- ta- cash tag the qr revival or qr revival i was about to yeah. add an extra r we don't want you to get that mixed up
0: <laughs> the QR revival yes
1: <laughs> app qr revival you can paypal at paypal dot me slash the q Revival. Listen, uh, uh, Pastor Doggett Jr. has been telling us about how the money that you've been giving has been going to help people in need, and that's what our resources are for. Uh, we don't have to ask for money from somebody else. Everything that the people of God need already resides in your pockets. Yeah. So we're asking you to reach down deep and sow into this ministry so that people can be helped, especially in these trying times.
0: Oh, we appreciate you, and we're grateful for all of you have done. So in sacrificing all that you have by blessing those who are in financial need, and just want to remind you, Cash App, again, the money sign of the Q Revival. We got PayPal, paypal.me forward slash the Q Revival. And if you need to use your card, you can use a debit card, credit card by going to www.theqrevival.com. And we're going to take all of what you give and make sure it goes to those who are struggling in financial crisis during this season. So again, thank you. Thank you. And thank you, man. Again, we're at the midpoint of another week, Pastor. And I don't know if people have had a great week, if it's mm-hmm. been a rough week and yeah. kind of one of those mediocre run of the mill normal weeks. Yes. But One thing I can say is that because we have breath in our bodies, That's we right. might as well lift up the name of Jesus tonight That's and worship right. him. The one who made heaven and earth, the one who has been sustaining us in this season. So, we're going to worship God tonight. So, just let your hair down. Come in. Just worship with us, guys. And let's lift up the name of Jesus. You know that we each night try to make sure that we pray. We Mm want to go to God in prayer and intercede on your behalf in particular. And tonight, I want to ask if it is. Uh, your desire to have us partner with you in prayer, that mm-hmm. you can you can let us know, give us exactly what it is that you are praying about so that we can pray with specificity on your behalf. And mm-hmm. you can let us know by going again to the website, www.theqrevival.com and press let's connect. And then you can let us know exactly what it is that you need prayer about. And tonight we have Pastor T. She's going to be here and she's going to lead us in our season of prayer. So let's go ahead and position ourselves and All let's right. take some time tonight yes. to pray. Yes. More prayer, more, more power, power, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: Let us go ahead and bow for prayer. Father in heaven, these are some turbulent times. These are some tense and fearful times. These are uncertain times and unstable times. And Lord, these are times that concern us and have us wondering what the future holds. And though we have questions and though we are weeping, the one thing we know, Lord, is that there's never been a time where you did not have an answer. Lord there's never been a time where we've been without hoping because as, uh, because as long as we have Jesus Lord we have everything hope and a future where sin and death are will be no more because soon and very soon you are coming in if we confess our sins uh, uh uh if we if we are confess our sins and and we turn our hearts to you lord you will indeed hear our prayers and if because if we were confused before the crisis lord be we are becoming clear now and so tonight lord we are asking you to move in a mighty way this evening move through your manservant pastor rashad burden help us to understand how all of the events in earth uh uh, history though they are troublesome and trying uh show us lord how they fit into your divine plan so lord give him the clarity of speech and and the conviction to deliver and but for all of those who are watching and listening tonight lord i ask that you open our eyes that we may see and open our ears that we may hear and touch our hearts that we shall be moved and open our minds that we will receive conviction and truth from you this evening in the precious name of your son, Jesus,
0: amen. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, we have a preacher in the house tonight. We're excited because my friend, Pastor Rashad Burden, and you know what? I noticed that I guess we could have tagged tonight's South Central night. Yeah, because yeah. Hey, We got Pastor <laughs> T who's <laughs> passing up there in Tennessee. We have Pastor Rashad Burden who passes there in Alabama, Dothan, Alabama to be exact and we wanna celebrate him for coming through. I need you guys to know that this is a mighty man of faith. He has the anointing of God on his life, but not only is he a preacher, he's also a husband. He's a father. He is an eclectic, um, deep thinker. He's a creative. He has so many gifts, talents, and abilities, and we're excited about him being here tonight. None other than Pastor Rashad Burden is going to be our speaker this evening. But I want you guys to know, That um, before the preacher preaches, we typically um, have a song of preparation, a song of meditation. And tonight, before we do any of that, I just want to let Rashad Burden know, my friend know, that Pastor T and I were praying with you and for you. Um, I need you guys to know that Pastor Burden actually had he just jumped off a flight like he was just um, up in uh, the northern part of the country and he decided that he wanted to come fly in mm. and right in the nick of time, mm. be in position to deliver this word. Have so mercy. y'all, I That's need you dedication. to know that is dedication. <laughs> that is sacrifice. And we appreciate him. So again, thank you, Pastor Burton, for coming through. And I want you guys to also know, and I haven't done this yet, and I don't know why it's taken me so long to do this, but if you've appreciated um, the intro music, You know that one part where it says, my hands are lifted up, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. With the countdown. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) the countdown part. And and even if you like the the, the opening intro music, I have to celebrate my friend, Naomi Parchment, y'all. Naomi is the Mm -hmm. one who wrote and and sang our intro music as well as our countdown music. And we got to celebrate her. She is a mighty musician. Listen, she is second to none. She's world class. We yes. just want to celebrate you, Naomi. We appreciate yes. you. And we say thank you for being a part of the QR two prophecy edition. We definitely appreciate now. I Pastor T. Yes. I, I don't know if you or the people noticed, but but my father, the sensei is not here tonight. Yes. The sensei is not here tonight. Uh-huh. Um he took off, he needed to get some rest, but he yeah. sent his love. And even though the sensei is not here, remember each night we're trying to celebrate the legacy of Pastor Walter Pearson. Yes. And tonight is no different. We're gonna take instead of tune turning them the floor over to Dr. Doggett, who is our moderator, who will yeah. give us a word each night to kind yes. of give us clarity in this this whole season of prophecy. Tonight, mm-hmm. we're just gonna tune in to a short little clip from one of Pastor Walter Pearson's sermons. So again, this is our legacy moment. And I want you guys to go ahead and tune in and listen to Pastor Pearson as he speaks.
2: So this prophet with all of that courage for the first time goes somewhere that God didn't send. He even came to Jezreel when God said, come. But now he heads to Beersheba because he's scared. The voice of Jezebel, scared Elijah goes to sleep and something touches him, it's an angel. Angel says, wake up, I got food for you. And there it is over there, it's cooked. Get up and eat, goes back to sleep. He's awakened the second time, go eat because you got a long journey. Now listen to this, this is what you must understand. Elijah is now going where God has not sent him. In fact, he is going away from where he's supposed to be. And the God some of us believe in would have said, I'm not going to help him. You're on your own. But I'm telling you that God loves us so much that he pursues us even when we're going where he did not send us. And when he finally got to that place, God asked him a question. What are you doing here? I sent you to all those other places, but I didn't send you here. And here is my question. What is God doing there? If I'm running from God, what kind of God would go with me? There are some of you listening to me right now and you are convinced that because of things you have done in your past that God has forsaken you. And I tell you on the basis of what is written in the Word of God that even when you run the wrong way, God will not cut you off from Him. His love extends even to those who are running where He never sent them. And so in that place there is first a wind than an earthquake, than a fire. But what God is trying to show this prophet is that even when my answers don't make loud noises, sometimes I'm answering your prayer in a still, small voice. Even when in your life you don't have a Spielberg moment, even when no furniture moves and no wind blows in your house, even when there's nothing that you can go tell your neighbors, You should have been in my house the other night. I felt something. Listen, if God promises you something, you don't have to feel anything in your house. You can take him at his word. So tonight, my admonition to you is this. I don't care where you've run. I don't care how many times you've gone without the power of God with you. You thought God loves you so much that he'll follow you where you run. And give you power in that very place. God bless you.
0: Man, what a powerful word. What a powerful word, Pastor T. Uh, that was a, a preacher yeah. of righteousness right there. He yes. would greet every time he stood behind the sacred desk, and we yes. again celebrate his legacy and we want to continue to pray for his family. That's Don't right. forget to pray for the Pearson family as well as the C family. We are we're beseeching the heavens on their behalf during this season. So again, we say thank you for praying with and for them. Are y'all ready to hear a word tonight? Ready to hear a word. Are you ready to hear a word tonight?
1: Tell you something. I'm excited. My label mate is about to bring it.
0: Hey, well listen before we hear a song or before we hear the sermon that will come from none other than Pastor Rashad Burden, we're going to hear a song uh, sung by my friend Cedric. And we, after the song, will hear the word of God as preached through Pastor Rashad Burden. Hear ye him.
3: Oh, yeah, are you hurting and broken thin overwhelmed by the weight of your sins jesus is calling have you come to the end of yourself do you thirst for a drink from the well jesus is calling just declare this where you are saying Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus
4: Christ. Oh. So leave behind your regrets
3: and mistakes. Come today, there's no reason to wait. Jesus is calling. Oh, bring your sorrows, treat them for joy. From the ashes, a new life is born. Jesus is calling. Of Jesus Christ Oh come to The altar Declare The Father's arms Are open wide. Forgiveness Was born With The precious blood Of Jesus
4: Christ
3: What's your precious blood Oh, what a Savior Isn't he wonderful Sing hallelujah Christ is risen Bow down before him for he is Lord of all. Sing hallelujah. Christ is risen. Oh, what a savior we declare it. Oh, isn't he wonderful? Sing hallelujah. Christ is risen, yeah. oh, bow down before you, yes, yes, for he is Lord of all, sing hallelujah, Christ is
4: risen. Your precious blood
3: of Jesus Christ Your precious blood of- cross as you wait for the crown, tell the world of the treasure you found. Mm. Thank you, Jesus.
0: At this time we want to turn the floor over to pastor rashad burden again we're grateful that you're here have your way
5: oh man i am so very very grateful um, for the privilege and the honor to be back um, in the quarantine revival now the prophecy edition um i always count it a privilege to simply stand before the people of god and tell them about him Um, So I thank um, Dr. Um, James Doggett, as well as um, J.D., um, Pastor J.D., for even extending me this invitation. I'm so glad that God um, saw fit to give me traveling mercies from Ohio um, and to make it back just in time to be with you. Um, I'm so glad to have so many of my not just church family, but my family family. We were in Ohio celebrating the. The, the the wedding, the marriage of my younger brother and his, um, that's Marcus and Julia. So it's just good. It's a good time. It's a good time to be alive. Um, there is a word from the Lord f- this evening. And if you have your Bibles, turn with me, turn with me to um, Revelation chapter 12. That's Revelation chapter 12. And I'll read verse one. And while you're going there, just know that from there, we will go to Revelation chapter 13 and verse one. And then from there, we will end off in Revelation chapter 14 and verse 1. So we'll start there in Revelation chapter 12 and verse 1. And I read in your hearing from the New International Version. And it reads this way. It says, a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and a crown of 12 stars on her head. Now we'll go on over to Revelation chapter 13 and verse one. And the word of God says that the dragon stood on the shore of the sea. And I, that's John talking, saw a beast coming out of the sea. It had 10 horns and seven heads with 10 crowns on its horns and on each head a blasphemous name. And then Revelation 14 verse one, and we'll end here. It says, then I looked. And there before me was the lamb, standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000, who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. May the Lord add a rich blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. Just allow me to speak to you for a short moment on the sermon and subject title, Where Are You Standing? Where are you standing? Let's pray together. Father, not my words, but your words. Not my will, but your will. Make my words simple, meaningful, and therefore memorable. Never in remembrance of me, but always in remembrance of Jesus. Because he truly is. (laughs) All that matters. Thank you so much, Lord. In your name we forever pray. Amen and amen. Where are you standing? Um, I must admit that Pastor Doggett was... Um, right in that for at least me and, and maybe even for my generation, sometimes preaching prophecy can be challenging. That is why before I dive into the text itself, I believe that it would be advantageous for us to take into consideration this idea that no one woke up in the morning and said, I'm going to write some Bible today, that there were men um, and 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 I'm sure in this day women um, who in biblical times um, were inspired by the Holy Spirit and they didn't write just for writing's sake, but instead they were uh, given unction by the Holy Spirit to write to either a person or a group of people, and it's worth keeping that in mind whenever we open the Word of God, that what we are reading is not some random monologue that someone decided to uh, jot down so that they could wax eloquently, but we are reading a purposeful document that had a specific author and a specific purpose and a specific audience. It's worth noting that, and it is no different for the heavily profiled Books of Daniel and Revelation, and for our sake tonight, when, since we're coming from Revelation, it is worth noting that every time you open up Revelation, it is good to keep in mind that that it's good to keep in mind that that John is the author of Revelation. And John is no stranger to you and I. John is no stranger to you and I. We know John. John, of course, is the disciple. He is um, the one who was walking side by side with Jesus. John was there when Jesus looked down at water. Water looked back up at its creator, blushed red, and turned to wine. We know John. John is the author. John is the one who let us know that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes we know John John is the revelator and and when you open up to any of the writings of John and we have not just the two but we have the gospel of John first second and third John and revelation we have a literary Foundation to draw from. And when you take just a short perusal through the literature of John, you realize a couple things. The one of the main things that you realize is that John brings an Old Testament emphasis into anything that he writes. The 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 the, the passion and the ethos of the old testament is constantly in his writings and i just want to let someone know that even when you open to revelation it's worth noting it's worth noting that someone wrote it for a particular reason we know that revelation of course was written to seven churches and john is writing to them to let them know what has been revealed to him so first and foremost it's worth me pointing out That prophecy is not that prophecy is not just about what is supposed to happen, but instead prophecy is about who you are supposed to be. Let me say that one more time. I feel like I just got cut off a little bit, but let me just keep make, keep it going. Prophecy isn't always about telling you what is supposed to happen. Prophecy is often about t- letting you know who you are supposed to be in a particular moment. Okay, let me see if I can make this clear. We open up to John chapter 12, verse 1, and the Bible lets us know that John's attention is directed. It is directed to a sign in heaven. There is a woman who is ah, who is clothed with the sun, standing on the moon, and crowned with 12 stars. And the Bible lets us know that this woman is with child. And I just want to let you know that because John is writing this, that it is drawing from the passion and the ethos of the Old Testament. And there's a very particular story. There is a very particular story that has the moon, the sun, and 12 stars. And you who've gone to church, you who have opened your Bible already know what I'm talking about. There was a man who had a dream and his name was Joseph. And what is significant is that Joseph is the son of Jacob. Jacob is the son. Of Isaac, Isaac is the son of Abraham. In other words, Joseph is a is a close descendant of the line of promise because Abraham is the father of the promise. And I just think that when John looks into the sky and he has revealed this sign of the woman who is clothed with the sun, standing on the moon and crowned with 12 stars, it is signifying, watch this not immediately to us, but to those who were reading his words originally, that God was talking about them. And God wasn't just saying anything about them. He was letting them know that in spite of what you're going through right now, I think I'm starting to feel it. There we are. In spite of what you're going through right now, that I am still, ah, I am still covering you with my purpose, with my promise, and with my perseverance. And I've come this day's journey, literally this day's journey, to let somebody know that we are a people who are full of promise, purpose, and perseverance. And I believe that as we hopscotch through Revelations chapter 12, verse 12, 13, and 14, that it is significant that all of us need to know that we are prophetically, uh, we are prophetically called people of promise, purpose, and perseverance. Hmm. Um, Because, watch this, This woman who is clothed in the sun, standing on the moon and crowned with 12 stars. The Bible lets us know that she is with child and she eventually has this child. And if we would just roll down real quick to verses 13 through 17, after she has this child, after she has this child, the Bible says that this child, of course, was Jesus and he ruled with an iron scepter and he was eventually caught up in heaven and there was war in heaven and the devil the dragon was cast out of heaven and what he did is he went to make war he tried to destroy the woman and as pastor johnson said the other night the woman of course represents people represents the church represents us and we are people of promise purpose and perseverance and it's worth noting and here's my first point and i pray that you're still with me that because we are people of promise, purpose, and perseverance. The enemy's plans will be foiled by prophetic provision let me say that one more time because you and me are people of promise purpose and perseverance the enemy's plans will always be foiled by prophesied provision you're like okay pastor that's a lot of peas and it sounds nice but you need to show it to me in the scripture well if you look at verses 13 through 17 of Revelation chapter 12 the bible says that when the dragon goes to attack and destroy the woman that when he tries to pursue her, watch this, that she is given wings like an eagle. (laughs) When that doesn't work, the Bible says that the dragon spews a river of water out of his mouth in order to overtake and drown the woman. But the Bible says that the earth opens up. And I don't know about you, but this lets me know that because this woman is a woman and we are a people of promise, purpose, and perseverance, that no matter what the enemy's plans for you are, they will always be foiled by prophetic provision. You're like, okay, you said it again, pastor. You're not really clear. Well, did you realize that John was writing these words and John has an Old Testament mindset? And I remember there's an Old Testament verse that lets us know, and I'll just excuse me if I get a little excited. That that that, that those that wait upon the Lord <laughs> shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not get weary. They shall walk and not faint. Watch what's happened. This woman who represents people, who represents us, claims an Old Testament promise that became her prophecy and she used that to escape of the enemy. (laughs) Her provision was prophetic. And here's the challenge, my friends. The reason that it's challenging is because this woman claimed something that didn't seem to be about her. She could only claim it if she knew about it, which meant she had to have been In her word, (laughs) and I don't know about you, but I'm so glad, let me just slow down. I'm so very grateful. I am so very grateful for the word of God and the promises that it gives. And 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 I just want to the, the spirit is leading me in this way. I believe that one of the most uh dangerous contemporary um temptations, one of the most um lethal to contemporary sins is the misappropriation of imagination. Let me say that again. One of the most dangerous contemporary transgressions or sins is the misappropriation of imagination. Like, okay, pastor, you really going left field now? Well, just stay with me because I believe, and you can take it or leave it, but stay with me. Uh, I believe that imagination coupled with proper biblical interpretation gives us access to deliverance that isn't available to anybody else. You're like, I I believe that one of the things that we as a church have sometimes done is we have tempered down people's imaginations, not realizing that God desires our minds and our imaginations to continually expand. Because if God is able, there it is, to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think, at bare minimum, we need to think every once in a while. So I just wanna let you know, That one of the most dangerous contemporary uh, sins is the misappropriation of imagination. You think I'm making it up? I believe it's actually right there in the text. Here's why. Because the Bible says that after the woman is giving wings to run away from the dragon, the Bible says that the dragon has one more shot and he spews water out of his mouth. And what happens is the earth opens up. Hmm. You know, there's another... Um, instance in the Bible where the earth opened up. Um, we Sabbath keepers should really know about what we're talking about because I believe it's in Exodus where there was a man who was carrying sticks on the Sabbath and God's judgment was exacted immediately in that the earth opened up and swallowed him. Help me preach this Lord. Um, so watch this. The woman John's writing, Old Testament minded, the woman takes advantage of the power of God that in the Old Testament he used for judgment, but in the New Testament we have access to for deliverance. Help me preach this right. I'm so very glad for what Pastor Lola Moore Johnston preached last night. I'm so grateful that she qualified that when you have chosen Jesus Christ that you don't have to worry about judgment, but all you really got to worry about is God run me that check. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. But this lets me know that when God does something in the Old Testament for judgment, that same power is available to me now for deliverance. So the woman, ah, God uses the same power that he used for judgment to deliver this Woman, So let me just leave it there. Because we are a people of, of, of promise and purpose and provision, um, no matter, no matter, no matter, no matter, um, because we are a people of promise, purpose, and provision, um, and, and perseverance, rather, um, the enemy's plans will always be foiled by prophesied provision. Um, If you would just with me as we continue to stand on the moon and we are clothed with the sun and crowned with 12 stars, can we go ahead and moonwalk over to um, chapter 13 of Revelation? And I believe that I need to say this. Be very weary of people who make prophecy and salvation complicated. Let me just slow down there. Be very weary of people who make prophecy and salvation complicated. There's a lot that goes on in chapter 13 of Revelation. But if you would just allow me for a second, can I try to simplify it because I believe That because, that because, that because we are a people of promise, purpose, and perseverance, that no matter what the enemy's plan for us is, God will always, will always make it plain and predictable. Let me say it one more time. Because. We are a people of promise, purpose, and perseverance. The enemy's plans will always be made plain and predictable. Where are you getting that from, Pastor? Well, let's let's dip dip our toes, if you will, into chapter 13 of Revelation, where the Bible lets us know that after the dragon has failed to to overtake the woman, the Bible says that he goes and stands on the shore. And when he's standing on the shore, it's because he's going to make war with the woman and the remnants of his seed. And the Bible lets us know that in reality the dragon realized that he would not be successful continuing to do what he's doing. So what does he do? He goes and begins to call some help. The first um, thing that he does is he calls forth a beast. And this beast, um, reminiscent of the beast there in Daniel, is an amalgamation if you will. The Bible lets us know that it has a body like a leopard. Paul like a bear and a mouth like a lion and the Bible lets us know that the dragon gives it its authority then he doesn't just call one he calls another he calls out and the Bible says that this time it's not an amalgamation but instead it is a lamb and this lamb has two horns and even though it looks like a lamb it talks like a dragon That's Revelation chapter 13. And I believe that because we are people of promise, purpose, and perseverance, that no matter what the enemy's plan is, it will always be made plain and predictable. So watch this, the dragon tried to destroy the woman, and was unsuccessful. He goes and stands in the dirt on the sand, if you will, and he calls forth two more beasts. At first, it was just him, but then he calls two more, and there's three of them. Um, stay with me for a second, and let me just reach a little bit, and I pray that you reach me. I pray that you reach with me. There's just one dragon, but he has to devise a new plan. So he goes and he begins to try to create he begins to manufacture beasts. And he doesn't manufacture one, he manufactures two. So there was first one, but now there's three. And all of them seem to be in unity. And I dare submit to you on this evening that part of the enemy's plan, help me preach Lord, is to make himself look as much like God as possible, I believe that it's that that's that is his overarching plan. When you think about every temptation, every downfall, it is because the enemy has tried to get you and me to treat something or someone else. Like God, look how explicit. Look how how overt it is. After he makes his own trinity, the Bible says that a part of that trinity is a lamb <laughs> with two horns that can talk. And the purpose of this lamb is for the dragon to give it power so that people can marvel at what it can do. <laughs> and I don't know about you, that's bold of the enemy to say that I'm going to make something that looks just like Jesus. And I just want you to take that and, and think about that, meditate on that, pray about that. That the enemy has spent all of this time trying to create something that will cause us to not be able to recognize God. Help me preach, Lord. Um, But... I, when I look at these beasts and I'll be honest, I'm just like Pastor Moore and so many others. Um, <laughs> I get shook when I see these beasts. My soul stirs <laughs> when I see these beasts. But for some reason, I'm convinced that our God does not want us to fear any concoction that the devil can cook up. But instead, because we are people of promise, purpose, and perseverance, that we should know that we have everything we need (laughs) in order to be prepared for any the enemy can show at us. I feel like I'm losing you a little bit, so can I tell you something real quick? The story is told of a family who sat down to watch a movie. Um, The mother and the son sat there on the couch and the father sat in his easy chair. They watched an action movie. And as the movie went on, the mother and the son got on the edge of their seats and were wondering what was going to happen next. The son one time eventually realized when he looked over at his father that even though the mother and himself were on the edge of their seat the father had not had not sweat had not moved had not reacted he didn't think too much of it but near the end of the movie um the son looked back over at the father when the movie was at its crescendo and noticed that the father still did not react to anything that was going on so here's what happened after the movie was over he went over to his father and said "Father." Why weren't you on the edge of your seat, worried and stressed like me and mom were? And the father looked at his son and said, son, the reason that I wasn't stressed or worried like you and mom is because I had already read the book. Can I let you know why we don't have to fear one of the reasons we don't have to fear what the enemy is doing? Because God has already made it played and predictable because we have a, we have access to a book that lets us know that there is no weapon (laughs) formed against me that shall prosper. We have a book that lets us know that even when we get cornered, that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. We have a book that lets us know that no weapon (laughs) formed, formed. for we have a book and we don't have to worry. So I just wanna remind you again that because we are people of promise, because we are people of purpose, because we are people of perseverance, the enemy's plans, uh, the enemy's plans will always be made plain and predictable. And the enemy's plans and the enemy's plans will always be foiled by prophesied provision. I've got to be real honest. If you could just let me be transparent. I was just up in Ohio with my father. and He told me that I'm a little too honest. So it's my gift and my curse. But I got to be honest. I was on the QR revival on Sunday. And 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 my preacher flesh welled up. I heard Pastor and President Manders preach the word of God with power. And I said to God, man, what am I gonna do? I was tuned in on Monday and heard Pastor Corey Johnson walk us from Revelation 13 to Revelation 17 and made a clear and concise application to how we are supposed to operate in today. And Lord Jesus, I turned I tuned in last night after my brother wedding and listen to pastor Lola Moore Johnston let us know that we can cash that check because we're not on trial the little horn the horn is the enemy is. and I gotta be honest people I was like Lord you gonna have to give me something don't let me fall on my face so when I was going up I drove from Dothan Alabama up to Columbus Ohio and I was like Lord you got to give me something and I was sure that he was gonna give me something while I was driving that didn't happen the wedding came i was like maybe the power of love will reveal something to me i didn't get anything then i was like man i got a flight in the morning maybe when i get on the plane and get 30,000 miles 30,000 feet in the air the lord will speak to me but 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 i went to the airport and i still didn't have anything and i sat down and the lord said ah uh, open the book <laughs> open the bible and I was like, Lord, I've been reading it. I've been studying it. What is it that you want me to see? And I opened it up and I was reading the end of chapter 13. And, you know, we're very familiar with it. It's about how in the end, in, in, in the end times, the people of God will neither be able to buy nor sell because they have not received the mark either on their forehead or on their hand ah they let us know that that there the, the beast has a number and his number is 666 and i was like lord what was going on all i'm seeing is stuff to make me fearful and he said you got to keep on reading and then i remembered that john wrote these words and i remember that those chapters and those verses were put in so that the text and the scriptures would be easily easier to find but i realized that chapter 13 ooze into chapter 14 and the Bible lets us know that while John is watching the beast watching the dragon prepare all that he has to destroy the people of God when we transition into chapter 14 the Bible says all John did was avert his his glare and instead of looking at the beast are you still with me he looks up and he sees the lamb, on Mount Zion. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And there is no passing of time. There is only an instance where John just looks in a different direction. And the Bible says that he sees the lamb and the Bible says that behind the lamb are 144,000. And I had to be reminded that I am a person who has promised, Purpose and perseverance in my mind. And here's my last word, and I'll say goodbye. Because I am a person, a pe- and we are a people of promise, purpose, and perseverance, the enemy's plans cannot impact our predestined position. That's it. That's it. And I'm done. Because we are a people of promise, purpose, and perseverance, the enemy's plans cannot impact our predestined position. And I'm like, Lord, what does that have to do with anything? And he said, Rashad, part of the problem with the people in your church, with the people in your denomination, is that they focus so much on the beasts. They focus so much on the dragons, but they never turn their eyes upon Jesus. (laughs) Because because if they turned their eyes upon Jesus, they would realize yeah. that Jesus has been watching yeah. the enemy try to take them out and plot his plan. And there's nothing that the enemy can throw at them that Jesus doesn't know is coming. And if that's not good enough for them, ah, help me preach this, Lord. They are standing behind him. So, I've just come this day's journey to let you know one thing stand with Jesus. (laughs) Stand with Jesus. Man, good day. QR revival. May the Lord bless you real good. But I wish I had a couple people who knew that, help me say this, Lord, who knew that you're not where you are because you kept your eyes on the beast. You're not where you are because you've been watching the Catholic Church. You're where you are because you stayed with Jesus. I, I, I... I don't know, you're not here with me, so I'm not sure if you're really hearing me and getting it. But as I was working through this idea, there's a woman in my church, who, uh, help me say this, Lord. There was a woman in my church who came to mind, one of my ushers. Her name is Sister Paula Snell. If you ever come visit us in Dothan, Alabama, she will more than likely be the first person that greets you. She will be full of joy and happiness. Your voice will ring out loud. She'll walk you to her seat. And when the service starts, you're gonna hear her from start to finish. When I first got here, I always wondered why in the world was she so loud? And one day, I built up enough courage to go ask her, Sister Snell, why is it that you are so loud? Why are you praising God the way that you do? And can I be honest with what she said? She said, Pastor, that's a story for another day. <laughs> another day came, and I asked her, Sister Snell, why is it that you shout and praise God the way that you do? And she said, Pastor, that's a story for another day. And I was like, you know what, it is what it is. Over the course of time, I heard, and you know how church members are, I heard about some of the things that she went through when she was younger. And and, and I heard about some of the things that she experienced as she became an adult. And one day after church, I went to Sister Snell and I said, Sister Snell, I've heard more about your testimony from other people than I have from you. (laughs) And she said, Pastor, my testimony testimony is not about where I've been. My testimony is about where I'm standing. And I just wish I had one or two people who could bless the Lord and say that your testimony is not about the foolishness that the devil put you through. Your testimony is not about the pain that you've experienced, but your testimony is about the fact that you're standing, that you are where you are, that God saw you through, that God gave you strength, that God gives you strength to stand. My heart can sing when i pause to remember that a heartache here is but a stepping stone along the trail that's winding always upward this troubled world is not my final home the things of earth will dim and lose their value if we remember they're borrowed for a while the things of earth that cause our hearts to tremble remember there will only bring a smile but until then our hearts must go on singing, until then with joy we'll carry on, until the day my eyes see the city, until the day my God calls me home, I do not know how longs will be, nor what the future, Hold for me, but this I know, if Jesus leads me, we shall get home. Oh, but this I know, if Jesus leads me. Oh, but this I know, if I stand with Jesus, we shall get home someday. Church family, where are you standing? <laughs> I'm convinced that the Pope is gonna Pope and Trump is gonna Trump. But last time I checked, we have a savior who still saves. Father, thank you so much that you have made us people of promise, purpose, and perseverance. We thank you, Father, that because we are people of promise, purpose, perseverance, that the enemy's plans will always be foiled by prophesied visions The enemy's plans will always be made plain and predictable. (laughs) And finally, of course, the enemy's plans cannot impact our predestined position. And our position, God, is standing by the Lamb, Jesus Christ. I pray that we zero in on what really matters. We are a people of prophecy, and people of prophecy stand with Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for everything you've done and will do. In Jesus' name I pray amen and amen
0: amen hallelujah hallelujah i need for all of you who are tuning in if you received that word mm. tonight your heart was open and mm. you want to stand with jesus mm. you want to make your calling and election sure that's right you dare not allow this moment to pass you by We want to pray with you. We want to connect with you. If you need Bible study, baptism, or special prayer, then I want to encourage you to reach out to us at the QR Revival website. Go to www.theqrevival.com and you will be able to connect with us there. We need you to go there. Again, www.theqrevival.com. And that is where we can connect with you, Pastor Burden. You preached, yes. yes. You preached, yes. You preached the word of God tonight.
1: That's right. You
0: did not. You did not shirk your responsibility. You flew all the way from Ohio, yes. and we're glad that you made it to this place because that word was specifically for That's right. us. Yeah. And we need we need God to pour back into you. We're gonna do what we normally do, and we're gonna pray for you mm-hmm. as the man of God who has poured out into us this evening. We want to pour back into you right mm-hmm. now in a moment of intercessory prayer. For every viewer who is tuning in, don't don't in, don't don't exit out of this That's stream. Right. I want you to connect your faith with ours and right. go to God in prayer. And Pastor T, I'm gonna ask you to intercede on Pastor Burden's behalf. Pray that God would continue to use him, that God would continue to undergird him, that he would continue to stand with Jesus. He would be victorious in every area of his life. Please pray for him.
1: Father in heaven, first of all, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for using your manservant to remind us to turn our eyes to Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face And the things of this earth will go strangely dim In the light of his glory and grace Lord, we just want to thank you for save traveling mercies We want to thank you for putting this word inside of his spirit, Lord And thank you for giving him the energy and the conviction And the clarity to remind us of your promise To remind us uh, of our future And to remind us what is to come Lord God, we just want to thank you We ask for you to continue to be with Pastor Burden As he continues to do the work that you have called him to do. Bless him and his family as well as his church in Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen,
0: amen, amen. You, amen. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you, Pastor Burden, for coming by. Uh, I want you all to know if you need financial assistance, then you can use this uh, particular link, http://bitly. it's bit.ly forward slash bit.ly. QR Financial again. If you can screenshot this, take a screenshot so that you can use it. We want you to reach out to us if you are in need during this season because people are sowing their seeds. Mm-hmm. You might be able to make it during this time. Mm-hmm. To see what an amazing night! <laughs> I believe tonight we can we can end tonight on yes. a high. What I want to do is I want to before we play our outro before we let the people of God move on. Mm-hmm. There is a song that the Preacher referenced at the end of his message. Until then. Hey, I would uh, would love to play this song. But before we play the song, thank you, Pastor T. You're an amazing co-host. We got to get you back. Will you come back?
1: I absolutely.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, again, thank you so much. Family, we love you. We're praying with you and for you. So at this time, if you don't mind, just worship with us just a little while longer Mm -hmm. as we tune in now to the Aeolians of Oakwood University. Let's listen to this song.